1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 11:60 a.m. Welcome back everyone to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. And we're going to continue on to the top of the hour as we continue to try to help you divide the rage from the reason. That seems to be the order of the day, and and really just try to slow things down and see if we can't elevate the conversation. And as always, we want you to help us elevate that conversation. Weigh in with what you're thinking, what you're uh, working on today. You can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line five seven five zero zero, and uh, we'll share some of those as we go through. So this section is debate prep section. Uh, it is time. Both uh, Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris are doing their deep-dive debate prep today. I'm sure tomorrow will be a little more of a easy day with just some light rehearsal. Uh, you don't want to get uh, too over-scripted or over-programmed or get too amped up uh, rolling into a debate like this. Uh, this is the clearly the, the biggest stage that uh, Senator Harris has been on, uh, although she was on the presidential debate state dur- stage during the Democratic uh uh, primary season, and this is is really the the biggest one she's going to be on. And of course, Mike Pence has been here before in 2016 as a vice presidential nominee, and so he knows his his way around this one a little bit. There are some things that will make this slightly different. Uh, the fact that they will be 12, uh, almost 12 feet apart, uh, rather than being at a table together, uh, that's really been one of the things that has highlighted a lot of the most recent vice presidential debates is they've actually been sitting fairly close together at a little table and it changes the it changes the dynamic Uh, a little harder to take shots at someone when you're you know a few inches away from them than when you're across the room from them and so that will be really interesting to watch tomorrow is is the increased physical distance does that create more space for interruptions or angry comments, or the one-liner zingers, all of those things that I think everyone is completely exhausted by. So the distance will be an interesting thing to watch. Now, as you're looking at going through a debate prep, one of the things that I would always try to work with candidates on is, is first and foremost, when this is all over, when this is all over, what do you want the headline to be? What do you want people to remember? What do you want that message to be? Not just Not just in the moment, Because this is not about hitting a target or answering a question right. What you're really trying to do is send a message. And the message is what will carry over not just in tomorrow's headlines, but the day after and the week after. So this is as much about setting a tone and in getting people to have a sense of confidence in you As it is any policy issue or any specific zinger you can deliver or any way you can attack the top of the ticket either side. It's really about creating a vision and especially this year it is about a vision of I can see that person in their job as the vice president. And by the way I would be confident if they ended up sitting behind the resolute desk in the Oval Office. And so that's really what this debate is about. Who can show those undecided, uncommitted, or currently disconnected voters and give them a reason to actually get off the couch, go to the kitchen table, and vote this year? That's the goal. And it's a message, it's an experience that they're trying to create that actually matters. So let's get into some of the uh, the practical tacticals now. when you're When you're looking at a debate prep, uh, one of the things you have to learn is shot clock management. Most of these answers are going to be 60 seconds to two minutes. Occasionally you'll get a minute for a rebuttal. And so watching the shot clock is really important for a couple of reasons. And most candidates completely blow this concept. <clears throat> and the concept is don't use all of your time. <laughs> most every most every candidate I know, they they try to talk right until the end. And so they just keep, they make their point. And then they just keep talking and then they end up with a really clunky finish. And the only thing you remember was, eh, I'm not, that wasn't real confident close. And you forget what their answer, their answer may have been brilliant. And so it's watching the shot clock and not trying to fill the time. Don't fill the time, fill the answer. And when you've done it, stop. Uh, I think it was the uh, former Solicitor General under Ronald Reagan, Rex Lee, who said he had seen more cases lost by attorneys who kept talking after they had made their case. And that's often true in debates. Debates are often lost because you keep talking after you've made your case. So make your case and stop. So there's two points to that. One is avoid the flywheel. This drives me bananas. They make a really nice point. But then they spin out and they just keep talking. And by the time they're done talking, you completely forgot about the really great point they made before. So avoid the flywheel. Uh, Sometimes I refer to this as circular breathing. Uh, Those candidates who just keep talking and talking and talking until the time's all up. So instead, do what I call stick the landing. Know what your most important point is on the question. And when you get there, stick the landing and stop. Real simple. Uh, there's also things you need to, to look at uh, in terms of how you frame things. Uh, you, can, you can deal with contrast. You can point out differences. You can point out failures in your opponent. That's all fine. That's fair game. Debates are, are full contact sport. But you always got to make sure you end not just on your positive vision. What are you for? We always talk about that on this program. But it also has to be a forward-moving proposition. So if you're ending while still blistering your opponent, that's not a great end to your time. So always, you always have to make sure that you pivot into, okay, you know I'm against this person for these reasons. Now let me tell you what I'm for uh, and pivot. The other thing you have to do is, is to really personalize it. And to me, we often miss this in today's debates because everything is just talking points and bullets. Very few stop and say, this is what this means to you, Mr. or Miss Citizen. This is why this is going to benefit you or your family or your local community. And so being able to personalize it that way, uh, why should people care about this? Why should people care about your position on a particular issue or your policy idea to solve a particular problem? And then learning to just use things like pace, pitch, and rhythm. We watched during the Democratic presidential debates, and it it, it really reminded me often of uh, the teacher in Charlie Brown. (laughs) And over and over and over. Uh, just had one of our texters type in the four S's of giving a speech, stand up, speak up, shut up, sit down. <laughs> I hope somebody does that tomorrow. I really hope. Thank you for that text on our text line. That's great. Uh, and so making sure that you don't just get into this droning on uh, during the Democratic debate, it just was over and over. Everyone sounded exactly the same. And it was just this rat-a-tat-tat playing it out. And so using pace to either speed up, to make a particular pointer, to show some energy, or just slow down a little bit and be just a little bit more thoughtful or get people to think differently about something. Uh, also, the use of silence uh, can be a great thing. And you never see this in a debate because people are talking so fast. They just want to get everything in before the shot clock goes off. And what they really should do is just use some silence, even at the beginning as a reflective moment, rather than just immediately responding like you know they push. Answer number 27J to that question, and away it goes on autopilot. Or to pause in the middle and collect and then go. Uh, You can use things like front-loading your message. Simple things like, the next thing I'm going to tell you is absolutely vital to your community. And now people are listening. They're leaning in, and that's what you want. When you're on a debate, you want those that you're trying to persuade to lean in, and listen different. So using pace, pitch, rhythm, silence, front load the message, set things up that way can all be be really, really powerful. And then finally, I think one of the most important things that often gets lost in debates is inviting those listeners in to be part of the solution, to join you in doing X or to come along with us and do this Or what I need everyone watching tonight to do is an invitation. Uh, It's not enough to be inspired. Uh, It's more important to be able to act. And if you're going to change attitudes and actions, someone has to offer an invitation. Join me. Come with me. Let's work together. Let's link arms. And doing a simple invitation can make all the difference going to be fascinating to see how all of this plays out we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break when we come back we'll look at some things that these candidates in their preparation today ought to learn from the state of utah as they face the entire nation and the world tomorrow right here on ksl news radio
0: two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do